Welcome to IABC's podcast, The Voice, for marketers, communicators, and creative professionals everywhere. Brought to you by Media Style. This episode hosted by Danny Starr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of The Voice. I'm your host, Danny Starr. And uh, before we get started, I think I'd like to start off by recognizing the fact that this is the 50th episode of The Voice. And so I'd like to thank a few people that have been instrumental in the production and running of the show for the past year and a half. Uh, Graham Akashik, of course, one of my co-hosts, has been a big help. And Judd Rasmussen, of course, earlier on was also a host. And those guys did a lot of good work laying the groundwork. On top of that, I'd like to thank the IABC Ottawa Executive for their vision and support, and of course the team at Media Style for the lovely studio and all of the work that they do week in and week out helping make sure the show keeps running. So today we're going to talk about blogger relations, and I have with me Sherilyn Starkey, who's the VP of Content Marketing and Social Media at Thornley Fallis, and also a blogger yes. at SherilynStarkey.com. And I also have with me a blogger, Anna Epp, who's a photographer and blogger at Life is Good at the Beach. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Well, welcome to the Media Style Studio and The Voice. So why don't we get started, Sherilyn? I'll ask you, if blogging outreach and contacting bloggers is not part of your marketing communications mix, why is it something that should be on your radar? Well, it kind of depends what you're communicating about, but if it's about um, reaching the general public or, or even a, um, a vertical market public, there's, there's bloggers out there covering your space. There's a couple of reasons for doing it. First of all, it's beginning increasingly more difficult to get coverage in mainstream media. And also, people aren't reading mainstream media or looking at mainstream media the way they used to. But what is happening is this whole social media uh, trend where there are some people that actually have a profound connected influence on a large or medium-sized group of people, people like Anna here, who has legions of loyal, loyal readers and has had for years. Really then you're talking about sometimes instead of hitting a wide, wide audience, a more targeted audience and talking to people that are really influential within that audience, right? That's right. It's people that are actual, true opinion leaders among their own online community. So Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about what made you, not necessarily start blogging, but what made you want to be involved with brands and maybe telling brand stories on your blog? Um, I think it first started happening when I attended a few conferences where you start meeting with some different brands and um, the more you attend and, and go to different things like that, the more you get offered stuff. And so some of it looks good and so you say thank you and you try it out and some of it you say no thank you. So brands get an opportunity to, through somebody who's influential, reach an audience they may not be talking to. As a blogger that deals with brands, what is it? what do you get out of that relationship? Um, for the most part I would, I don't get paid generally, but I will get product to try um, and to use or um, in, in instances working with Sherilyn, I've had cars to drive and talk about and I guess I get to express to other people what I like about them and what I don't like about them. 
Sherilyn, let's say that um, my agency comes to me and is like, okay, well, you should do, be doing some blogger outreach. Uh, we're going to do a blogger relations program for you. What are some of the questions you should be asking your agency and, or next steps that you should be following from there? Well, you want to understand what kind of relationship your agency has with, these, with the bloggers that they're proposing. Um, Oftentimes, bloggers show up just on these uh, in-the-can media databases, and they have no established relationship. So there's a, uh, you know, a risk if you start pitching them and there's no relationship or knowledge there that you might actually end up with negative coverage. Also, uh, you need to understand who the bloggers are and what kind of influence they hold and what kind of stories, what kind of, um, uh, what kind of content that they run. And it's so that you can really truly understand the benefit to uh, to you, the client. So I suspect when you're doing that, you're looking at a mix of maybe some qualitative and quantitative type of research. What are some of the the methods that you use about being able to come up with a decision whether a blog or a blogger is somebody that you should be targeting? First of all, um, lo location is very very important because even though the internet is flat and the audience is global. Um, blogging is often very highly localized. So you want to find out if the, if the bloggers in your location are in relative markets to, to where you want to communicate. Another thing that you need to think about is the, um, the quality of the content that's already on their blog. There are, you know, and it's nothing like this, but there are bloggers out there who will write about anything, just anything and everything. And they, they claim to have big audiences, but how much credibility do they have with those audiences? So if, if everything they write is a commercial message. So you have to kind of look at the quality of the, of the content that they publish, how much of their own heart and soul they put into it, and also the size of their reach in terms of how, how many readers do they have, how many subscribers to their newsletter, how many Facebook friends, how many uh, Twitter followers. Is the person out on, like, on the scene? Are they speaking at conferences? Are they recognized as a knowledgeable expert on the subjects that they blog about? Anna, do you... If an agency or somebody comes to you that wants to reach your audience and they ask you about certain elements of your audience, like how big is your audience, where are they located, do you give them that data? Do you track that data? Um, I do. And my, it's very widespread. I, I, I'm throughout the states and Canada. I can provide that with them. I do track it. I've been tracking it since 2005 when I first started blogging. And so there's definitely been upper trends and lower trends as I write more, write less. But I definitely I have to agree. I, I I will never be a blogger that blogs solely about product. I stopped reading lots of blogs where um, people, that's what they did, they turned their blog into just a big advertisement and that personally didn't appeal to me and therefore I didn't want to turn that, my blog into that as well. And also there's, there's software out there that help us as an agency understand, like I, I can certainly run some searches on Anna. Uh, Anna's Twitter profile and her blog URL and get an understanding of how big the digital footprint is there. So what are some of those tools? So Sysmos is a very, very yeah. good one. We use that a lot. Radian 6 as well. Um, there's a lot of free tools out there too. There's uh, one called Social Mention. There's one called Topsy. There's one called, um, oh, well, Google will give you a great uh, indication of Google's, Google's blogs. There, there's one called Technorati that uh, used to be very, very useful for grading the um, authority of a, of a blog. It, it's less that, it's less influential now, but um, it's always like worth a check to see how, what kind of Technorati score a blogger pulls. Let's start moving a little bit more into the actual art of the pitch or, or making a connection, if you will.
You work with your client, right, to sort of craft what your approach is going to be. And then what sort of steps do you take? How do you contact and how do you go about doing the first steps and initiating that? Well, we'll start by thinking about who we, we call, um, not just bloggers, it's on online influencers. So they, they might not even have a blog, but they might have a very uh, loyal Twitter following. But we'll have a look at them and see if this person and their lifestyle reflects that of the target audience, the target market of the client. So for our client, uh, Ford of Canada, for instance, we were part of the Direct Impact um, national network of grassroots agencies that support Ford of Canada. We know that women with families are the key decision makers in buying the family autos. So we look out in our in our region for mothers with children and fathers with children actually too that um, that are blogging about their family and their and their family lives uh, that have uh, some credibility and a good following. Once we have that list together, we start initiating conversations and uh, building relationships. So do you pick up the phone and call them? Do you email them? Oh, uh, it's mostly done by Twitter these days. But uh, w yes, also email and, uh, and phoning. But uh, the Ottawa market that we're in, uh, and also I've worked in Britain as well, and face-to-face -face meetings are incredibly important in building relationships with bloggers, incredibly important. So attending tweet-ups, actually getting to meet the people that are part of the social media community is incredibly important. Attending conferences, um, just sitting down and having a coffee, it, I, I would say it's the most important thing. So Anna, how do you like to hear about products that, you may, that people may want to have you talk about? Like, do you like getting a phone call? Email. I would love a phone call. <laughs> and I love to talk, so phone is great, but I, it usually comes in the form of an email or um, sometimes a direct message in Twitter. So in order to receive that, I already have to be following that person. When you receive a product or, or an opportunity to receive a product, how is it that you sort of decide whether you're going to be able to, you want it to cover that or not? Um, I guess I have to look at the, the brand of it. Um, am I going to use it? Do I like it? Have I tried it before? Uh, there are times where you get asked to, to check something out that's totally new. Um, I've received stuff that I've never blogged about, um, but most of the time I definitely look at the overall brand and is it something I'm willing to try with myself and my family and go from there. So then if somebody's listening to this and they've sent out a bunch of product and it hasn't really received any coverage, they can assume that they're probably doing it wrong? Well, Human relationships are human relationships. Just imagine yourself as a person in the street, um, a total stranger comes up to you and hands you something that you've never asked for and you didn't have a desire for, and then comes up to you a few hours later and say, says, uh, you know, did you tell all your friends about it? Well, I told them that uh, someone gave me something, but uh, no, I didn't tell them about the product, you know. One of the complaints I've sometimes heard from other marketers about you know, bloggers that cover products, they sometimes never say anything bad about a product, right? Like if I've, because I've sent product for review before to mainstream media and bloggers, and uh, I, I've, mainstream media will often say good things and bad things about a product, and I've felt sometimes bloggers have never said bad things about products. Why do you think it is that that doesn't happen very often? Possibly because people don't want to give a bad name to something in the public era. I personally haven't said anything bad about products on my blog. 
but if I didn't enjoy a product, I actually wouldn't have written a post about it. So in order for me to actually finish writing the post and, and finishing that commitment, I have to have enjoyed the product to a certain point. There might have been a few aspects I didn't, but that would be something personal I would direct to the company on the side and not through my blog, because that could be something that affected me only personally and other people wouldn't have any problem with it at all. But the, uh, there are bloggers out there that, you know, depending on what the product is, he will give an honest review. And, and certainly as an agency point of view, we would never ask anyone to tell lies or uh, be dishonest. Uh, all we ask is for honesty. And if there's a major problem, we would hope that they come to us, the agency, to work through the problem before you write so that uh, we can make sure that uh, we're working from the best, from the best perspective possible. Yeah, on that, something related to that too then, I think a lot of people, clients get nervous a little bit, right? Uh, they think they're sort of handing over control of, of, of their product or the messaging on their product to somebody else. Um, what sort of advice would you give somebody who's really tentative about doing this because they don't think that they can control the end message? Well, first of all, they are actually giving control away. So they have to kind of accept that and and live with it. So uh, what I tell clients is that you know you, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not, and you can't be a little bit in social media. Either you're in it or you're not. And uh, as long as you follow best practices and you build products that you're proud of, um, you know nine times out of ten things are going to work out all right. Let's say that you've uh, written about my product. What do you like to hear from from companies or agencies that you've dealt with? How would you like to hear from, hey, that was a great blog post. Uh, thanks for covering our product. What sort of advice? Absolutely. You, you love feedback after you've written the post. If you hear nothing, you kind of are left going, oh, well, was it worth it for me to take that time and write that post? Because it's not like I whip one up in five minutes. I usually include a bunch of photos and I've spent time with the product, depending on what I'm doing with it. So it's my time. So you do, you want to hear back and say, oh, that was great, let's do it again. Or, oh, you know what? You didn't do a good job, so I'm going to move on to somebody else. It would be better feedback than That's just great. not hearing anything altogether. Great. We'll all always try to, um, to thank the blogger, usually leaving a comment on the blog. Um, and I always take a special uh, effort to retweet and uh, send a link out to the blog post, out to my own personal social media communi communities as best I can. Well, great. Well, Anna, Sherry Lynn, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been great. It was great Welcome. having you. Again, I have with me Sherilyn Starkey, the VP of Content Marketing and Social Media at Thornley Fallis and blogger at SherilynStarkey.com and Anna Epp, photographer and blogger at Life is Good at the Beach. If people want to get in touch with you, what's your Twitter handles? Um, at Beach underscore Mama. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at Sherry Lynn. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a great day. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, produced in Ottawa at MediaStyle. For more information, visit ottawa.iabc.com.